You're listening to the Startup Masterclass Podcast. Welcome to the Startup Masterclass Podcast. My name's Eric, and I'm here to help you bring your ideas to life and teach you the skills and secrets of entrepreneurship. In each episode, my goal is to help you learn how to be successful with startups, small businesses, or even launching your own social impact venture. You're listening to episode number three, and in this episode, we are going to talk all about investors. I feel a lot of questions from different people working on different ideas, and so many of them have questions surrounding investors. What do investors need? What do they look for? And how do I win investors? How do I raise my seed round? And all sorts of things. But here is what I'm here to tell you. The most common lie about becoming an entrepreneur is that you need investors. It just isn't true. One of the beauties of becoming an entrepreneur is that you can do it by yourself. And so many people, the very first thought they have about becoming an entrepreneur is how do I find investors to make my idea happen? You don't need investors to bring your idea to life unless you plan to compete with Elon Musk and send rockets into the sky, you probably don't need investors. Now, we're going to talk about the pros and cons, the benefits and advantages of investors in this episode, but my goal for you is to hear from a different perspective about investors because so many courses on entrepreneurship, so much literature in entrepreneurship, so many thought leaders on entrepreneurship, they all lead with the investor presumption. They all expect you to have investors for your business. And the content is around raising your series A and getting to series B and uh, how to put a, a pitch deck together. And there's so much effort that is placed into investors. Now I've seen a lot of people raise money and some have worked out really well. And I've seen a lot of situations that have not worked out well. So my goal for you is just to understand from my vantage point perspective, the role that investors play and how you can make a decision. But just because everyone raises money from investors, does not mean that you have to. So many people start with the expectation that they need investors and have to have them. And the truth is you don't. There are a lot of ways to fund your business at first, but investors shouldn't be 1A on your plan. Investors can be a plan and maybe you should think about the future of your business and is there a role for investors eventually, but don't make investors your first, second, and third priority for your business. You can start a business without investors and scale it to millions of dollars and not take a single penny from an investor. And it happens all the time. So I want you to really take a consideration of whatever you're working on to how to start it without investors, maybe at first, and to avoid that for as long as possible. And here's the main reason why, is that when you raise money, you will continually need to raise more and more money from more and more investors. The thing in common I see with friends and others who raise money is they need to keep on raising money. The core objective for them shifts from making great products and services to raising more and more money before they run out because they raise money and they adjust the operating expenses of their business to require that investment infusion. And when that money runs out, they need to go raise more money. And the founders over time own less and less of their business. It's important to know that investors can really change the dynamic of your business. Investors add a brand new dynamic to your company. Not only do you have to attract and win and maintain customers, not only do you have to attract, win and maintain employees, but when you decide to raise money, you also have to attract, 
win and maintain investors. And this is how I've heard it described by people who have investors. They say it's like having a boss. They became an entrepreneur to be their own boss and then investors changed the dynamic to where they feel like they have a boss. And they're like, man, I wanted to be an entrepreneur so I didn't have a boss. So in this episode, I want to give you the benefits of taking on investors and also the benefits for not taking on investors. So first, let's talk about the good things. What are the benefits of investment capital that can come from an angel investor, a venture capital firm, or just a friends and family investor? Uh, Number one is the first thing is you can scale and go fast. That is what money in the investment vehicle model helps you to do. You can build, you can do things that you couldn't have done before by trying to maybe use your own personal side money or trying to fund it with your current customer cash flow. Uh, Number two is that you get bigger partnerships and relationships from investors. A lot of times these investors, they come with a lot of deep relationships. They can open up doors for you. They can establish partnerships for you and you can have more clout in the industry by based on who your investment uh, partner is. And so for some companies, that's really important that they need to have these relationships opened and accelerated and to form new partnerships. Number three is that you can get expertise and wisdom from investors. Uh, Investors are not dummies. Uh, Sometimes you get a fund where it's just, it's blind money, but a lot of people, uh, when they give you money, they're going to open up their uh, relationships to you for knowledge, wisdom, and expertise. You might be able to get some of the best marketers or maybe uh, relationships into uh, the best CPAs or lawyers. And sometimes you're going to get access to more talent uh, from those who are your investors. And so that is a very valid uh, role that they can play, is that they can offer you something that you don't have in the form of wisdom, knowledge, and expertise. Number four, uh, you can get publicity and notoriety from investors. Uh, A lot of blogs, a lot of publications that follow businesses, especially in tech, they follow those who are raising money and at what valuation. And it's newsworthy to know that someone raised $20 million for such and such round. Um, So you can get some publicity from it. And that is part of the strategy for other people that they like is they want to be, uh, get on the radar screen on uh, the general public uh, through press releases, through news and articles, and just to be newsworthy. So that's a a very real dynamic and a real value that can come from that as well. And number five, uh, which is really probably the bigger uh, value here is that you can take bigger risks. Uh, Investment capital allows you to really take some major gambles and major risks with your business uh, because that infusion allows you to uh, do things that you would not have otherwise done. I mean, if you would have done it otherwise, then what was the reason for taking investors? Investors should help you do things that were actually impossible without them. Uh, So in our world, you know, we look at it as how do you take bigger risks? How do you de-risk maybe yourself, but also uh, if you throw a million dollars at a certain idea, can you make that a $2 million outcome? And without that, that sum of money, you just wouldn't be able to take that big risk. So investors have a valid, really important role in helping people try to take bigger risks that they normally would not have otherwise done. So those are some of the benefits of taking investors. Now let's talk about the benefits of not taking investors. Now, these benefits are things that I've experienced firsthand. Uh, The first thing is that you are required to focus on what matters. Investors can isolate you from some market forces that require you to think really hard on each decision uh, because you 
uh, have more at stake. You know, when it's just you, you're going to be a lot more intentional. You're going to be a lot more disciplined. You're going to be maybe even a lot more um, careful uh, on every decision you make because every dollar really, really matters. In order for you to grow, you have to delight a customer that gives you money, and you're going to use that money to reinvest. So you're going to be really focused on what works, and you're going to not really maybe spend as much time or even money on things that are a little more high risk or maybe possible outcomes. You're going to be a lot more disciplined and focused on the early stage of really what is going to help drive uh, the business forward at the first early stage. Second, which is kind of related, is that you're more intentional with your money. When it's somebody else's money, you can become flippant with expenses. Uh, But when it's your money, you pay much closer attention. You scrutinize every expense. And for us being bootstrapped all these years, you know, we even debate a $500 charge. Um, But if you've taken $20 million from some investor, you know, you just might be spending money on things that you probably wouldn't have otherwise. Money finds a way to get spent. And so one of the, the dangers of taking somebody else's money is that you can lose the reverence for it and not be as disciplined on applying it in a really smart way. Number three is without investors, you can make whatever changes you want. If you want to change your pricing, if you want to change your product, if you want to change your industry, your name, if you want to change your domicile, you can do anything you want. But when you have investors, there is a new chain of command. Uh, and you have to review these things with those who've given you money. And remember, you've taken money under a certain premise that we offer this, our growth trajectory is that, and we plan to have this outcome. And so you are a little bit locked in, in some regards, to what you're doing and how you're going to do it because you took money under those premises. But when you don't have that investor, you can be a lot more nimble. You can change, heck, your company name for all you want, and you just do it. And for me, I've personally, with my co-founder, John, with WebConnects, we've enjoyed that fast, nimble ability to launch products, to discontinue products, to change pricing, to change logos, change colors, change whatever we want. And certainly not every investor is going to be a control freak, uh, but there are certainly uh, horror stories out there where founders are stuck because they can't really move because of the constraints from their investors. Uh, Related to this is uh, number four, which is you can make decisions really fast. What I love about being in business with my co-founder, John, and our other senior uh, team members, Ashley and Nathaniel, is that we can make decisions fast. We have Monday morning meetings and we talk about important things that are facing us and we just make decisions and go. We don't need to go get board approval. We don't have any other cooks in the kitchen. And I personally really enjoy making decisions with with some momentum and making decisions fast. Uh, But when you take millions of dollars from other people, they kind of want to be involved in the decision-making process. So to me, for somebody who thrives off of hey, let's just try it and see what happens. Um, That doesn't really fly in an environment where you might have taken a lot of money from somebody else. Number five, when you don't raise money from investors, your customers and employees are the only ones who matter. No matter what someone says, you will be thinking of your investors and what they think if you take their money. You will not be able to just do whatever you want. You'll be thinking of them. Uh, and you'll find yourself in situations where you will not do something that makes sense because of your investors. And you will do something that makes zero sense because of investors. 
you will be thinking of how does this relate to uh, those who've got a stake in us. And I've seen this time and time again, especially when uh, companies that we work with either take on an investment from somebody else or when they get acquired by somebody else is suddenly they are entirely subservient to those who've made the big investment in them. And quality goes down or, or policy changes or uh, something moves about them. And it is, uh, it's a real big challenge because they stop focusing on the customer and they stop focusing on the employees. And this is not a blanket statement for everybody, but I've seen it so many times. Um, and I've enjoyed through the years that the only people that we have to answer to is our customers and our employees. And that's very freeing to make uh, our decisions. And we've enjoyed that freedom to do that. And they're the only ones that matter to us. And the last benefit of not taking investors, number six, is that you are not forced to sell or get acquired. Now, sometimes people, that is their end game. That's what they want. That is the ultimate prize is to get acquired or to sell their company or to do something like that. Um, but when you don't have investors, there's no ticking time clock on you. You're not forced to make a decision. You're not forced to sell by a certain number of years. Oftentimes, uh, some of these groups that will invest in you, they have a time line in which they have to return money to their group of investors. And so they're going to give you money and it's going to come with a five-year kind of target to where they have to return their money to whoever they got it from. And so that puts a lot of pressure on you. So I like having no pressure on us. Um, we aren't forced to sell. We're not forced to get acquired. None of those things. Um, but when investors give you money, you have to remember this. Investors give you money for one reason and one reason only, to make more money. They want to give you money so that you increase the value of that money and give them more money in the future. That is the entire reason that any investor will give you any money at all. It's not a gift. It's not a donation. So when you take investment capital, you have to be very aware of that you have to return this for more money in the future. There's going to be that pressure or maybe that time uh, requirement on you. So think about that. Uh, there are a couple stories. Wistia is one of them and Buffer is another where these tech companies raised money and then they went and eventually tried to get all their investors out so they could have the freedom to kind of self-determine themselves. Uh, Wistia, W-I-S-T-I-A and Buffer, uh, Buffer.com I think is their website. And you can learn about their story, their journey about how they took on investments and then they tried to unwind them so they can become autonomous again. And it's a pretty messy situation. Uh, and it's very rare to see that happen. So those are the pros and cons. Uh, here's my advice. Uh, the first thing is to build something that attracts customers and can make money first. Don't raise money on an idea or a business plan. You want to raise money for an idea that has one thing, traction. Whether it's growth, whether it's customers, whether it's a breakthrough, you know, something is really substantial about it. It's, not, it's just not an idea uh, it actually has something that if an investment was made into it, it actually could grow and really do something amazing. Um, but after you have traction, then decide if investor capital will create a possibility that would be nearly impossible otherwise. Maybe that means that you can expand your capabilities. Maybe it means that you can dramatically grow your sales or uh, develop the right team. Like you want to decide on investment uh, if it will only create a possibility that is nearly impossible without it. That is when you want to evaluate if an investment partner is a good idea or not. The third thing is have a plan for how you're going to return the money. Again, these are not donations, these are not gifts. You need to have a plan that is going to return 
the money back to investors and to understand their investment requirements and their objectives. Is your plan to get acquired or is it to buy back the stock and issue dividends? There's a number of different ways that you can handle it, but your job ultimately is going to be to return whatever money that you took. So it's not just free money. That money comes with a lot of strings attached and a lot of expectations. So have a plan for how you're going to meet those expectations and those requirements. Next is that you want to find investors that are aligned with you in values and focus. You don't just want to take anyone's money. You want to take the right money from the right people. Uh, you want to make sure that whatever your values and visions are, that they are aligned with those who are giving you money. And you want to look into the future to anticipate, would I have any disagreements with these individuals that are giving me the money? And how would I even resolve them? Uh, you want to find people who are going to give you the right blend of expertise and relationships. Uh, you want to make sure that they are aligned with you on the things that are important to you. So uh, you really want to find the right investors. Don't just take anyone's money. Don't take dumb money. You want to find the right people that have the right amount of money that will give it to you for the right time. Uh, next is use the investment to grow the business in the most efficient way possible. As you take that money, you want to apply it in the way that it's gonna cause the most change, the most growth, and provide the most impact. Uh, don't go spending it on fruitless things. Don't go buy a company car or uh, office ping pong table, though I do love a ping pong table in the office. Uh, you want to use every dollar to grow that business in the most efficient way possible. And last, have a backup plan should all your assumptions that you raised money on <laughs> should not work out. So how people raise money is they uh, create these plans and forecasts and expectations, and so often they don't work out. So have a backup plan should all of your growth plans and all your assumptions and all your aspirations and all the expectations for how you're going to go uh, own the world and change the world, uh, have a plan for when those things don't work out or maybe take a lot longer than what you hope. So you want to have a backup plan in case uh, you made a terrible mistake and all your assumptions are wrong. So that is my advice around investors. That is my experience and my perspective for uh, the benefits, but also the benefits for not taking investors. And hopefully that advice is helpful for you. And if after hearing all this, you're like a total go for investors, then awesome, go for it. I don't wanna be one of those individuals who just complains and rails against investors and is completely unreasonable. There is certainly a role and a value they can play. But just know that once you take on investors, there's really no going back, or at least it's really hard to go back. So take that decision really carefully, but out of all the things you've heard me say in this episode, just delay it, if nothing else, delay it for as long as humanly possible. And the further you delay it, the more opportunity you'll have to maybe find ways to go without it, but also to find things that are gonna work before you take on the investment capital because you wanna take that investment capital and apply it to something that really works and to grow it. So I would recommend that you first try to grow your business and get as far as you can without investors and then take it on to, again, cause something that would be impossible otherwise. So those are my thoughts on investors. Uh, sometimes I also hear people that are just afraid, like they just don't wanna go it alone, like they're new to this and they think that investors are gonna help guarantee them the success that they hope to have. And if you are afraid of going it alone on your first business, I encourage you to check out startupmasterclass.com and become a member there. And when you become an unlimited member, you get access to a dozen of how-to tutorials. And each month I'm adding lots more 
and I cover all the things that I do and all the services I use to succeed in business without investors and cover a lot of things. And so if there's areas that you can uh, grow and use uh, our tools to kind of delay investors, I think you're going to get a lot of uh, usefulness out of that. So be sure to check that out. And an unlimited membership for a Start Masterclass will run you about 200 bucks a year. Uh, but you can save 10% by using the promo code podcast, or you can take one video at a time. You can take one course at a time, and that will run you about 80 bucks. And hey, if you're in a position where you really need this content, you really need the help, and you, you really can't spare the dollars, just email me. We'll figure something out. So uh, I want everybody who wants to have access to learn how to grow a successful business to have access to this content. I'm not going to let money stand in the way. All right. Well, that is it for this episode. If you found this episode helpful for you, the best way to say thank you to me is by rating this podcast. A five-star review would mean the world to me. And if you leave a review, even better. And doing this helps others discover this podcast and heck, it encourages me to do even more. And if you have startup or small business questions you want to have answered on this podcast, email me at eric at startupmasterclass.com. Also, I have just launched a new weekly email uh, newsletter where once a week I send you a business tip, resource, tool, principle, something that helps me succeed. If you want that in your inbox, you can subscribe to that. It's totally free uh, at startupmasterclass.com slash subscribe. And in there, you can insert your email address and boom, every single week you are going to get a timely tip, resource, tool, uh, connection, principle, something really awesome to help you grow and succeed. All right, until next time, I wish you the best in whatever you are working on. We all know that entrepreneurship is hard, but I want you to know that you can do it. And there's no better time than right now to go for it. And if I can do anything to help you, just let me know. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks again for listening. 